Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 243 of the Ask the Coach show, where Ping Skills helps you improve your table tennis. It's Friday here in Australia, one of the most popular days of the week, probably because of Friday funnies. In the show today, we talk about chopping, short serving, the service action, and third ball attack. I'm Jeff Plum. And as always, Supercoach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Um, thank you, Jeffrey, and uh, good morning to you. Thank you. Yes, Friday, always a good day. The weekend ahead, lots of opportunities for table tennis. Yeah, usually. Usually it's a good day. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. And I think today is going to be no exception, Alois. Now... I want to get into the Ping Skills questions of the days first. And yesterday's was, have you ever won a tournament? What did people say? Yeah, so I uh, had quite a few responses. So um, Mark said, yeah, beat someone who normally destroyed me and then a hard bat player, best memory of table tennis. Um, so, yeah, that's a good one. Um, and Eugene said, the furthest I went is the semifinals. John said, got second and third place a few times many years ago. Uh, Akshat said, only in school. Um, Robert Syme said, a doubles match against Brian Berry and Rodney Carlisle in the good old days. Wow, he's remembering the good old days. Um, Matt Hetherington, yes, but few and far between. And uh, um, Glenn uh, said, well, does an eight ball comp in Townsville 21 years ago count? I guess it does, Glenn. Of course it does. That a win's a win, no matter what the sport, no matter how long ago. Exactly, and I think I think um, a, a good point to come out of it is that you know, like there's very few people that actually do win tournaments. It, it's about just going there, getting the experience, um, and uh, and trying to learn as much as you possibly can at a tournament situation. You know, if you if you do happen to get through a few rounds and win some matches, and you know that that's great. So. Um, yeah, get to, get to some tournaments. You don't have to win them. Just get there and uh, and play. Yes, yeah, certainly is fun. And and the good thing about table tennis is there is a range of grades. So you can, even if you're not winning the tournaments, you're still playing against players of your level and you can play higher grades if you want to get experience. So you get, you get good matches. It's fun. You meet a lot of people. Definitely try it out. Get to some tournaments. But like Aloy said, it's hard because say you've got, you know, 60 people all entering a tournament, only one of those can win. So it, it is very difficult to win uh, a particular event at a tournament. All right, let's move on to today's Ping Skillers question of the day. And this is one of my favorite topics. The question is, what is more important, talent or hard work? So jump on our Facebook page or our blog at pingskills.com and let us know, talent or hard work. Okay, Alois, how is your power of practice going? Can we call you Marcus Freitas yet? Uh, no, not definitely not Marcus Freitas, but um, did the session late last night and um, it was okay. It was, you know, it was good. Starting to get some good catches. Um, yeah, um, it was just it was just another day really of training, but it felt like it was good to do that that another day even though I was a bit tired last night and but yeah I put in my five minutes let's let's see what uh how how that all pans out in the end absolutely yeah it will be interesting to see and everyone don't forget you can get 
involved in the power of practice competition. You just have to pick either the table tapper or the spin catcher. Still not too late. Start filming yourself five minutes a day. And just it's a great uh, experience just to see how you learn and how much you can improve in just five minutes a day. So, yeah, so got, how you been going, Jeff, with your uh, table tapper? Yeah, pretty good. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting pretty good. I, I still haven't been able to crack that five minutes in one rally. So, you know, that's really my aim. And if I can do that, then I'm going to work on the switching, which seems really difficult. So, you know, I'm still working away, but. Uh, so, um, so during during your training time, Jeff, are you just focusing on the one skill on the forehand table tapper, or do you do you throw in the the switching every now and then? Every now and again, I throw in the switching, but because I'm trying to do the five minutes, I generally start with that, and if I don't make it, I, I then I might start some switching or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep, yeah. a little bit of variation. Yeah, so I'm doing the 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 freightus most of the time. Um, sometimes I try the backhand when, you know, uh, when I just need a little bit of a change up or a rest, rest for the mind. Um, and, uh, every now and then the Waldner, the, the spinning it this way, spinning it that way and then catching it. So, um, yeah, I, I do change it up a little bit when, um, when the mind seems to be uh, losing focus on the freighters. Good little tip there for people. Yeah, if your mind is losing focus, yeah, maybe just try a different skill for a minute or two, uh, especially when you've only got five minutes. All right, good one. Now, Alloys, today for Friday Funnies, this is inspired by my kids. It's not really a joke, more of a game. Um, so it takes okay. two players, so you, you're going to need to be involved here. Right, okay, I'm involved. The game is called... Grandma's undies. So how it works is I ask a question. No matter what I ask, you have to answer without laughing, grandma's undies. If you laugh, I win. But if you don't laugh, then you win. Right. Okay. So you ready? Yeah. What did Ma Long wear under his shorts for good luck in the final of the World Table Tennis Championships? Grandma's undies. Look at him. He's hard to make laugh. All right, Alois, where do you store your bat to protect it the most? Grandma's undies. What's your favourite disco clothes? <laughs> <laughs> Got him. All right. Try it at home, people. Great game. Grandma's undies. Big thanks to my kids for this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's Alice's favourite. And now you know Alice's favourite disco clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, you know, it's a great game. If you get bored of Grandma's Undies, you can always play Grandpa's Mankini. That's also an excellent game. <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. All right. Well, it was St. Patrick's Day yesterday, but what happened on this day in history, the 18th of March? Yeah, um, the couple of things. Worried, like nothing happened at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did have to uh, search fairly uh, hard and wide here. So it's Dick Smith's birthday. Uh, he was born in 1944, Australian businessman, entrepreneur, aviator, um, and 
now um, has the name of a store that is going under in Australia. Um, but yeah, that's beside the point. But yeah, Dick Smith, famous Australian. Um, but also, and I didn't know this at all, Harry Houdini um, in 1910 uh, made Australia's first official recorded controlled powered flight of an aircraft on this day in 1910. Harry Houdini, the escapologist. Well, there you go. Hmm. That's quite interesting. I didn't know that either. No, there you go. All All right. right. So a lot about Australia today for um, for the world. Excellent. But but Harry Houdini, an American, but uh, made Australia's first um, powered flight. There you go. Interesting. Yeah. Great segment. Are you sure about that? (laughs) Uh, It says it here, right here. Yeah. Excellent. All right. We'll put a link in the show notes so everyone can check it out for themselves. Love it. Good. All right. Moving on to some questions, Alloys. Are you ready? I'm certainly ready. All right. Mike D is first up and he's used the Google Q&A app to ask a question. He says, hi, Alloys and Jeff. How do you get the best spin on a chop during a rally at various lengths on the table? Do you keep the tension more relaxed on shorter chops? And what is the best spot to hit the chop on your paddle, like towards the end or the middle? Okay. So um, to get uh, to get more spin when you're chopping, you, you want to get that contact near the leading edge. So it's more down here, down near the bottom to get more spin. So here or here. That's your, that's your hitting point um, for the chops. And... Um, especially for the short pushes or chops, it's it's good to have a nice relaxed hand. If you've got a really um, tight grip on the bat, it's hard to keep that ball short. So the relaxed grip um, will help you to keep that ball short. Um, and then if you can get a nice brushing contact underneath the ball close to the leading edge, you're going to get a bit of spin on that, um, on that push or the chop. Yeah, it's interesting, Alloys, because... Talking about getting more spin, like the science makes sense, I guess, if if that part of the bat's moving faster. But, you know, I think for me, and I guess the biggest improvement is going to be just learning how to get that brushing contact and getting a fast contact. So if you do that, a fast brushing contact, no matter where you hit the ball on your bat, you're going to get some spin. And then I guess, you know, you can just improve that a bit more by the spot on your bat. But I think the biggest thing to concentrate is just that fast brushing contact. And and then until you've got that, worrying about the placement on the bat is kind of putting the horse before the cart maybe. Yes, indeed. And we don't want the horse before the cart. The cart before the horse. the cart before the horse. (laughs) (laughs) We do want the horse before the cart. That's right. Um, Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> Good point. So yes, yeah, work on the basics first. Make sure you're getting um, a nice relaxed contact. So that'll help you to get a nice fast brushing contact, and then you can start to think about the points on your bat as well as a as an add-on. Good. Now, if you're chopping, is there any secret to you know getting the ball shorter or longer on the table? Uh- yeah, so it, it, again, it's about the contact. So if you brush it even finer, the ball will go uh, a less distance. If you brush the ball a little bit thicker or flatter, then it's going to go further. So so you can just change the the um, 
the length of your pushing by just changing slightly the contact from here to here. So there will get you the ball a little bit shorter. There will get you the ball a little bit further, you know. So, yeah, it's uh, pushing and chopping is just a lot about just the touch and feel of the, uh, the bat on the ball to get the right spins and the right uh, distances and angles and all that sort of stuff. Great. All right. Good question, Mike. Hopefully that helps you out. Next up is a question from Stan. Now, now oh, yes. Yeah. So Mike, Mike really mucked us up, you know, because, because we did have this show called SSS show because our questions were from Stan H, Stan J and Stan Stewart. But thanks, Mike. We'll now have to call this, we'll now have to call this the MSSSSSS show. <laughs> Indeed, we will. <laughs> All right. So Stan H says, what do you have to say about very, very short, soft serve that only just gets over the net on the centre line? Ah, uh, the short, soft serve by Stan. Um, yes. <laughs> A lot so of it, it can be It can be effective. Um the, the key there is to keep that ball uh, low as well. So if you can keep the ball low and short um, and close to the net, then it's it can be effective um, because it's more difficult for the other person to to make the flick. If it hasn't got much spin on it, though, um, yeah, you really do need to keep it low. If you put that ball up a little bit higher without much spin, then it's going to be um, much easier for your opponent to flick the ball, especially if it's really close to the net. So... Um, so you do have to be careful with that ball, but low and short um, is a good key there. Yeah, and I guess when people first start playing just at school or at work, or um, they don't really realise the power of the short serve because when people just start, they kind of just throw it up and hit it, but they don't realise that that gives your opponent a chance to attack it. And the short serve, if it is low and short, you can't get a big swing, so you can't attack it. It's really an effective weapon. Yeah, and um, and you're right. I think, and you know, at the, at the starting level, but I, I see a lot of players, even at the more advanced level, um, just forgetting about uh, trying to serve the ball short. It makes such a difference to the whole um, outcome of the rally. If you serve long, doesn't matter how much spin you've got on it, your opponent has the opportunity to attack. If you can serve it short um, with you know, low and et cetera, et cetera, then it does make it more difficult for your opponent to attack and allows you perhaps the first attacking option in the in the rally. Yes, indeed. All right. Thanks for the question, Stan. All right, moving on to Stan Jay. Stan Jay says, in serving, does it affect the spin and speed of the ball if you stop your arm during the swing on contact to the ball as opposed to completing the swing of your arm. So that was the side spin swing on the serve, was it, by Stan? Right. So um, it does. So the the key here is that what you're trying to do is you're trying to contact that ball as fast as you can. So it's bang, really fast. Now, it might feel like or look like you are just stopping the the um, the bat on contact, but if you watch the better players, what they're actually doing is they're doing this and then coming back. So they are going through um, through the contact. Sometimes they will stop the bat with their chest, so they'll bang bang the ball, bang the bat into their chest, 
as the stop. But what is happening is that that means that during the contact, the bat is still traveling really fast. So that fast brushing action is the key to generating the spin. And usually if, if you didn't have something to stop it, stop the bat, then to get the fastest point here, you're going to have to have a bit of a follow through. Otherwise, if, you, if you're stopping here, then you're close to the braking speed, um, which isn't ideal. You want the faster um, speed at, as the bat contacts the ball. Yeah, good explanation. And that, that makes logical sense. As the bat is hitting the ball, it needs to be going its fastest. So you don't want to be slowing down just before. Um, otherwise, you've lost speed. So, yeah, go all the way through and then you can put some fake movements to confuse your opponent after that. Good question, Stan. I like these questions today, Alois. Next yes, up, so do I. Yes. <laughs> Next one is from Stuart. And Stuart says, I am having a problem with my third ball. I do a deceptive side spin, top spin serve, and they push the ball. So it comes back very high with backspin. And when I attack it, I'm only hitting the table about 60% of the time going long when I miss. Ah, yes. So we have here, we have um, a side spin serve followed by a smash. So what we need to do here is we need to really think about that return that comes. So even though it is a bit higher, we need to treat that with a bit of respect. Um, I often see that ball going up high and people just try to, you know, smack it and they're out of position and they don't make a good shot on it. So I think you said that the ball was going off the end of the table a lot. So if the ball's going off the end of the table, what you need to do is just perhaps brush that ball a little bit more to generate a bit of topspin so the ball dips onto the table, especially if there's um, uh, if you're trying to play that ball faster. So um, the side spin serve that you do, um, will come back a little bit strangely because of the side spin on the ball. So you just need to get used to that um, trajectory of the ball as well. Um, and then when that ball's up high, rather than hitting it just a flat smash, think about just spinning the ball a little bit uh, to get that ball to dip onto the table. But I think the most important thing is players don't treat that ball with enough respect. They see the ball up high, and even though it's got backspin, they just go crack and try to try to smack it as hard as they can. You need to get position. You need to then um, just topspin that ball a little bit to to get it onto the table. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, get into position early and make sure you play the proper topspin stroke um, because that'll get you the, the, the dip on the ball, like you said, Alois. And I think when it goes up high, people sometimes lose the form on their shot. Like you said, they kind of just twist it around or they don't play a proper shot and that's what, that's their undoing. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, position, stroke, um, it's like everything else. Um, if you're out of position, if you make a bad stroke, then um, then you're at risk of making a mistake. So, yeah, even if that ball's high, position's key. Okay, yeah. So, Stuart, make sure, yeah, you play the proper top spin um, with a good finish position, getting that spin on the ball, and I'm sure you can lift that 60% up to 95 maybe even 100%. All right, Alois, that wraps up show 243. Thank you, everyone, for your questions. Make sure you visit pingskills.com, sign up for our free newsletter full of tips, and have a great weekend full of table tennis. And thank you, Alois.
Thanks, Jeffrey, and we shall see you on Monday morning. Have a great weekend, Ping Skillers. Um, get into your uh, power of practice, table tapper, spin catcher. Um, even if it's just one or two days, it'd be really interesting to see um, just how people are starting and, and the difficulty they have perhaps uh, when you're starting. So, yeah, just get into it. Maybe just do a weekend uh, power of practice, see how it goes. See you.